Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about some of the testing I did with the loot update in Anthem. I'm not actually very happy with the changes. I'm hoping it's just an initial phase one and that they really turn up the generosity factor. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Uh, as with all of my content, you can probably catch me live when these hit the feed. So come on in and join the conversation. I'm going to go through these questions really fast. I may even stop playing after this this stronghold so I can go through the questions quicker because we're going to be short on time. I am having to do a sponsored stream with Div2 uh, that they're doing through the Twitch bounty board because I enjoy the Div2 beta, so I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. I thought clearing clearing the map was really fun. So, But I am going to have to cut the question answer a little bit shorter than usual. So I'm going to go fast through these questions. So repeat questions are going to get brushed over really quickly if I feel like I've already answered it. So the Brock Kelly says do you think in the upcoming patch that uh, the remove greens and blues from the Grandmaster loophole they could simply make it green and blue drops don't happen instead of actually increasing epic and above drops. Well I mean we don't actually know what what how it's going to spell out because they said that they're removing whites and greens. You're jumping to blues. They never said that. They said whites and greens. Uh, and some people are theorizing that well that'll open up the loot pool and if it opens up the loot pool that'll enable people to get more uh, potential potentially more masterworks and legendaries which would be good to shrink the loot pool a little bit so if you can shrink the loot pool and increase people's drops and that sense of reward that would be good because right now I think the main issue with the loot system now that they've made inscriptions not broken and bad there's still bad inscriptions by the way you can still get bad rolls and because of the prevalence of the bad rolls in my testing I'm still concluding that generosity needs to go way way up way up and yes my laser is really strong it has a 225% elemental damage buff on it and then I give it another buff with my elemental rage gun there's great synergies in masterwork you're seeing it right now even in the strength that I just showed off but that's why you need to have generous drops so people can do what I'm getting to experience so uh, thank you, Clopus and Discripper and Cynic for your subs. Guys, welcome to the Rageless. I appreciate those subs. Uh, next question. Tone a Toyn says, do you think crafting could be better, like blues embers could be turned into purple and so on? Here's my concern about crafting, okay? If crafting becomes the mechanism that you use, the pr- it, let, let me rephrase. If it becomes the primary mechanism that you use to get dope stuff, I think that's a huge mistake. I don't think you want people in a loot pursuit game spending most of their time crafting. You need to be out in the world in that addicting content loop, right? The addicting content loop and that that cycle of I'm running this, I'm running that, contracts, legendary contracts, free play, the strongholds, the different difficulties, that loop already is narrow right now because the incentives are messed up like grandmaster two and three there's no reason real reason to run them the strongholds that take a lot longer there's no reason to run them so it's like it's already narrow you're gonna gut that even more if crafting becomes the main way that you get dope stuff crafting is mechanical it's transactional it's it's a time sink it's a mat dump I, I don't think that's the way crafting should be like a backstop where every once in a while you're like I got a bunch of mats this is a gun I really really like I just haven't been able to get a good one let's see if we can't spit out a good one but if it becomes the primary mechanism I don't think that's good for the loop I don't think that's good for the grind so crafting and generosity existed very well in division 1.8 and I think it can exist very well here what's missing right now is the generosity factor and I'm worried people are going to start to lean very very heavy on crafting because the drop rates are too low and that's I don't think that's winsome I don't think that's like oh yeah I can't wait to go do some more grinding and some more and some more uh, strongholds or free play you're not saying that because you're like the drops suck I can't wait till I get more mats you know how long is it going to take me then I, I'm worried that then people will just start doing mat farms like they're just going to find really really good pathways for mat and then they're going to use that as their means of getting stuff and then that's going to lead to like a really really one sided version of the game kind of like what we're doing now right we're all just running tyrant mine or the first two chests in temple of scar and my concern there is is your you're going your burnout happens the faster um, the more narrow your experience the more smaller that circle the more the more the faster burnout happens so 
Uh, Smackful Taco says, I've tested a couple strongholds and legendary contracts with minimal drops, and then I went and I farmed free play on Grandmaster 3 with Harvest Gear, and I got more out of that shorter time doing than doing strongholds and contracts. Seems like crafting is the way to go forward uh, for efficiency. Do you think reducing crafting costs and keeping loot scarce is a bad call? See, like, you're, you're basically telling me, like, if we take what you're saying um, at your word, okay, and we trust that you're your math checks out, right? This was a concern that I had in my previous video. I said, my concern is this pivot of saying inscriptions are better, loot will still be scarce, and crafting is cheaper, right? When they when they said that in the update, that's what I was worried. I was like, people are just going to pivot toward crafting. And so, I mean, I, I was just talking about this before I scrolled to your question, so... I'm I'm worried that your testimony will become the norm and I don't I just don't think that's addicting. I there is just something about getting in that repetitious lane of both feeling awesome, feeling impact of your grind and your power and getting cooler stuff. And if those things are happening in it kind of together, that's the harmony that a game is service loot pursuit game needs. That, that's when people just sort of live in the game they just keep grinding and then what you do with your roadmap is you say hey it's been a while since you've had some new stuff to chase you guys are kind of really well rounded in all your loot pursuits here's some new stuff here's some new events here's a new stronghold here's some new abilities to chase here's some new ultimates whatever uh, and then people go in and they get right back in those lanes and they grind some more uh, evil evil Bidoof one of the uh, complaints I have heard is that there's no difference to how the loot looks between rarities. Do you think changing the color palette of each weapon to match its rarity would be sufficient? I mean, once you start getting masterworks, I think the guns actually do look significantly different. They have like actual skins on them that really stand out because the loot up to that point, guns were like super, super plain. Um, so I actually thought that they did a good job making that clear. What I what I said yesterday was when you get your masterwork items, the icon should change. Because what happens for a lot of people, if they start if they're grinding and they're getting epics and they're getting purples, I think a lot of people are getting a masterwork item unless they really read the the, the perks and some of the perks don't make any freaking sense as we just kind of laughed at a little bit ago uh, before the question and answer session there's like a one that says a 10 hit streak gives you one ultimate charge well that says to me i get an ultimate charge but that's not what it means apparently so i think people are seeing wait this is just another frost grenade this is just another railgun i don't understand but if you got a masterwork and then the name changed and the icon changed you'd go and use it and you'd be like oh well it's basically the railgun but it's different because da 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 you'd feel like you kind of fill in those blanks as a player because the game would be passively communicating to you the icon changed the color changed the text on it changed it's a different item some people i think are just seeing it's the railgun it's 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 a frag grenade it's the same icon and they're there, and I'm not saying we have to hold people's hands like some people need to take the time to actually freaking read because if they're going to come to conclusions about the game they need to pay a little bit more attention but if the game's not doing anything to kind of educate them about the significant differences in the loadout and in the power structure it's hard to blame people for them being like you know I don't see much of a difference in my loadout you know like right there I just got half my alt energy back because I saw them grouping up and I saw them getting frozen, and I hit them with a grenade that gives me 70% of my ult energy. So again, like, you can have builds that have very specific purposes and playstyle decisions that really, really get fed by you, you know, you making good choices. Because, like, right now, I'm just intentionally kind of feeding my ult instead of, you know, I could I could be going crazy with a Seeker Missile and my melee and priming all these guys and getting my Seeker Missile back fast because I've got one that, like, I get it back every time. I already have my ultimate. So it's like, you can play very differently with the 700% that I'm getting from my grenade, from my ult energy, and I wait for a group, or if I don't want to do that, you can feed your ult energy with another build, which is the Seeker Missile Masterwork. Every kill gives you another Seeker Missile. That happens, I think, every 7 seconds or something. So you're just sitting there, melee, boom, melee, boom, you're just Seeker Missling like crazy. And that feeds your ult too. And in both those scenarios, I feel powerful, but I feel powerful in the way that I've chosen to be. 
and I think that's why generosity and masterworks have got to be that doorway get people into that mode because that's when the javelins start to take better shape and more and 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 the loadout of your particular javelin starts to take more shape as well eternal eternum night to hit the topic on generosity i think right now the loot drops are fine if the loot is way too generous then there will be no point in the grind if you unlock every weapon and complete their challenges everyone will just craft their weapon for their god roll well this is why crafting they need to be careful with the crafting economy now when you say being too generous there won't be any point to the grind division 1.8 and the loot 2.0 system in Diablo 3 are are I think strong evidence to prove your contention wrong and they made a they made a presentation at the GDC where they said when we went down the path of generosity folks started saying instead of saying I'm just trying to get this item to drop they started saying I am trying to get a good version of this item. And that's the mentality of an addicted hobbyist player. That's the mentality of someone you've won over. They're a loyalist. And generosity is the gateway. A min-maxing game, by its nature, needs generosity. If you're going to be tweaking every stat and looking for specific roles, you've got to be showered with loot. And that's what they did in Division 1.8. The mechanism of you getting getting the right gear right and you getting the right the right like perks and stuff to drop the mechanism is generosity of of drop it it has to be if if you don't have generosity of drop you're trusting people to be very 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 patient you're trusting people to be very very patient i mean it's there there's no doubt about it that if drop rates are low if drop rates are low, you're you're basically telling people to be patient. You may not come out and say it, but you're basically telling people to be patient. And I don't think that's right. I think you want people to be enjoying themselves, not sort of like, well, I better be patient. Like it's, I don't know, like they're waiting for their lunch or something. Um, Jay Christ, what's the best way to grind uh, our Sentinel loyalty? Because Sentinel 3 is the last one I have. Um, I went, I, make sure and talk to everybody because that's free Sentinel uh, reputation sometimes. And I was just grinding free play, I think. And I felt like the pub events were giving me enough. I, I don't, that in contracts, I think. There might be specific contracts tied. I think that really helps now that I'm remembering. I had, I had contracts that were very clearly for the Sentinels. And when I did those, I got a ton of reputation for them. I actually forgot about the contracts because right now, if it's not a legendary contract, I don't do it. But that's, I remember, and people in chat are saying that. So there you go. Uh, Fibo, is it possible that Anthem's loot system is going to feel much better after they start adding more gear so they could possibly feel more rewarding? I, there are, on, on the Ranger, for example, there's at least three or four really, really strong and fun builds that are all very, very different. And you have to consider this. I said this the other day. If I'm min-maxing my current build right now, I'm trying to feed fire damage and elemental damage as best I can to get my beam, really, my little beam shot, whatever the frick it's called, really, really strong. It's not a detonator. It's not a primer. It's a build that's purely built off of raw damage by feeding the elemental, uh, the elemental damage and the fire damage of my loadout. Now you have to consider something. While I'm doing that, there are so many things I can farm for that feed those that feed those stats, mod components, the guns that I'm carrying, the actual abilities themselves, like my grenade, my the actual beam. All of those things can lead into having that one particular build feeling significantly stronger. So what I think people are missing is they think a good build is just once they get the right components or not the right components, but the right abilities. And then the ability is really strong. Once you have the abilities that are really strong, you can easily, easily farm for mod components that then also feed them or, or, or begin or guns that feed them. And when you do that, you're just now polishing off and finishing like one build for the ranger. 
So keep in mind, there are four javelins, and those four javelins have within them a a ton of different ways to play, and each individual way to play, if, and again, this is exactly why generosity is so important, because everything I'm saying to you right now feels almost impossible. If you want to min-max just one build on a, on a javelin, it feels like, dude, I'm never going to get the right stuff or the right drops. But if they were being really, really generous with the drops, the difference in tone would be, dude, I'm getting so much stuff, I'm looking for, you know, as many mod components to feed elemental damage and uh, fire damage as much as I can to feed that beam that I'm using, and then after that, I'm going to start looking for guns that feed it as well, like a really good, you know elemental ranger whatever and then when you're done with that one load on your ranger you could do another completely different loadout you could do one with seeker missile and and in uh incendiary grenade or whatever uh and then when you're done with that you could move to another one of your four javelins but nobody's really empowered to take on that mindset right now because the generosity factor is too low so it's like, man, I'd love to be like honing and crafting a ranger build and then there's another build I'd, I'd work on too and then when I'm done with that, I'd move to my interceptor. You can't really do that right now because the speed at with which you can do it is incredibly slow. Listen, if I'm playing an inordinate amount of hours and I craft 28 items in a row and I tell you that the rewards are too scarce and I got two goods and three okay items out of 28 crafted do you know how long that's going to take the average player a lot of the streamers and reviewers tend to forget when they talk about like we're hitting walls and we're we're running out of things to do we play more than the average player so like sometimes our opinions are a little slanted but we still represent you if you're a casual player because it's it scales down to you it scales down to you. Like, mod components are still not getting very good inscriptions. Machine pistol ammo and shield delay, like 7%. I mean, that's just not a very good inscription on that, right? So, I I think, like, that that right there is could be a fun roll on that, on that frost grenade. Because it has gear 100% charges, which means I get two when it fully charges. And then it's got speed on the RB, so that's feeding... That's feeding that too, as well. Well, I don't know if that's an RB ability. That, that might be an LB ability, but it would feed my other, like, speed. Uh, LMG damage, not so much. Repair amount, some, you know, not so much. Um, so. Oh, and here's another. I really, really like Recurring Vengeance, because after feeding an enemy, you regrain 100% charge, and it can occur once every 7.5 seconds. I love that. Now, we got LB speed, a 23 and, a tw- and an 8, so that, see, now, we, like, we literally just got a great picture into what a fun build could be, okay? So now, Recurring Vengeance and that grenade are feeding each other's ability speeds with those, with the LB and the RB, and then, the, and so, 23 and 8, 31% speed on top of the fact that it's got a 100% charge rate. So I could be throwing lots of frost grenades and doing lots of seeker missiles, and that could be a really fun build. And that would be a totally different experience than what you guys have been seeing. So, th- in in this in this situation, we just saw why being generous is so important. Because even those even those perks and inscriptions that I just got. I just got some decent rolls. I could run Frost Grenade and Seeker Missile and have a good time. They're still not perfect. They're still not quote-unquote god rolls. And if you were being really, really generous, then you'd start to put me in the painful decision of doing this. Ooh, I got another Frost Grenade, Cold-Blooded, and it's got this, this, and this, but I would lose the speed for RB, which would change my loadout a little bit, but it's got these other perks here. Oh, I don't know. That's when player agency and min-maxing starts to really bang on all cylinders because you're empowering the player to compare, contrast, and choose instead of feeling like, well, I'll just settle for frick's sake. It's been three days and I finally got a Seeker Missile. I'll just use this one. You never want folks settling. That's not empowered. That's not an empowered player. That's not an empowered mentality. Uh, Cagslayer. Would you consider having a better pool of inscriptions for each weapon like Destiny does with their weapon perks? Is that a good fix? I think inscriptions could start to get better with difficulty. So, 
for example, right now we're sort of in the crafting min-maxing mentality, and part of that is if you have the generosity and the challenge sort of being high, but the challenge is kind of low, it's okay to have a lot of crappy rolls in the mix. But once I start grinding for like a legendary, and I'm going to replace that Seeker Missile Masterwork with the legendary Seeker Missile, when I do that, it's good if like the default inscriptions are just automatically higher in their percentages. So you just you just immediately like, yes, this is better. Now, you'd still be in the same situation though. You'd get a legendary seeker missile and you may equip it because it does have really high percentages on the inscriptions, but it still might not have the right inscriptions that you want. And when that happens, I think you have, again, an empowered player to make those volitional choices and to swap things out. And you don't, again, you don't want people feeling like they're just freaking settling. Because that's not a player that's going to be won over. Nobody wants to, like, think about it like this. Think about it like this. When you're in the early stages of a game like this, what does it do to you? What's it do to you mentally? You're like, dude, I can't wait to jump back in tomorrow. I can't wait to try and get some more stuff, dude. Seeing all the greens and blues drop, I started seeing some purples, man. Yeah, dude, I can't wait to jump back in tomorrow. But do you think that's going to be your mental response to grinding it out and finally getting a masterwork of like a seeker missile and you just can't get one and you finally get one and you're like, oh, finally. Gee, many Christmas. Is that the mental state of someone who wants to jump in again the next day? No, they're exhausted. They feel like they got wrung out. They're like, huh, finally. Instead of bing, 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 bing. Oh, there's so much stuff. Let me come over it. Come over it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, this is a little bit better. Let me equip this. This is a little bit better. And then, and then, like, dude, I, 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 I want to dive in tomorrow, dude. I want to dive in tomorrow. We're going to get more drops. I'm, gonna, I'm really trying to get a better version of this gun. I got a little bit better version one today, but I know I can get one like my buddy Tommy over here. I'm going to get a better drop. There's, man, there's something that happens, man. You just, you can't stay out of the game. You can't stop. And when it's scarce, you settle and you feel exhausted or you just freaking stop playing. And again, I love how fast they're responding, but they're also being careful. They're being fast and they're careful. I don't think they wanted to do inscriptions and drop rate at the same time. And I respect that decision, but they got to act fast on generosity or they're just going to keep losing people. Do you think where loot drops are currently can uh, be justified for prolonging the grind until newer content starts to come out, especially since the game is still so new? Uh, do they want people to get over the game by getting geared up too quickly? I've already engaged with this at length just in my most recent little rant that I just went on because I don't think people get quote-unquote satisfied or full. I mean, Angry Joe and I don't even see eye-to-eye on this game to a certain degree, and even he was in here saying that. He was like, people will play more and want more cool stuff if you keep giving them cool stuff. It's like a, it's like a, it's a cyclical thing. Like, I think everybody understands that. I, even people that are on opposite ends of the spectrum of, like, how good or bad the game is, we're all agreeing that the more you dump on gear, the more people will play. Division 1.8 and Diablo Loot 2.0 system are also proof of this. You pour on the loot, and nobody's like, oh my gosh, the game is so generous, I'm done, I don't want to play anymore. Nobody does that. Low drop rate increases player longevity? No, it doesn't. Uh-uh. Being stingy causes burnout. You need to go read that post by Travis Day, the guy who was part of the Loot 2.0 uh, system for Diablo. I just, you're always hungry for a little bit better version. You're always hungry for a little bit stronger build. And I think that, I think that is so key for games like this. I don't, th- th- what people end up saying is, when you're stingy is they do they say all right i've gotten that's good enough i'm done that's what people do when it's generous people say i'm not done yet dude i could always get something that's a little bit stronger than what i'm presently using that there's always room to there's always room to tweak or 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 increase something you disagree i mean well then you disagree with with hours of changes and research from a game that has been praised by its end game both the advances for divisions loot system in 1.8 and the loot 2.0 system in diablo are developers in successful games successful end games that i think to a certain degree prove your opinion wrong those games are proof that that scarcity of loot doesn't work it doesn't work 
um, the dramatic drop rate came over time. Right, but again, that the loot changes to, to the end game of Diablo is what I'm talking about. I'm not specifically saying loot 2.0. What I'm saying is those changes in Diablo led to that. And like they gave a presentation at the GDC where they talked about that, where generosity like generosity led to better player attitudes and and better and better player behavior, you know? Like definitely definitely did. So uh, Shiesty McGee, do you think developer ego hubris plays a significant role in the apparent ignoring of advice from Travis Day and the relatively obvious historic data from Destiny 1, The Division, ETC, increasing drop rates, generosity post-launches? No. No. I don't think so. I think there's a natural fear of giving too much too much, too fast. I do. I think it's a natural fear. I don't think it's hubris and ego. If anything... If anything, their transparency and their response on Reddit has been so excellent to see them saying, we hear what you're saying, the community's saying this, and here's what we think we're going to try to do right now to see what we're going to, you know, what we're going to offer. Because even if, even if the guy in chat wants to cite like some other game that he thinks is like the paragon of why low drop rate is how it should be, great, cool, that's your opinion. Division 1.8 and, De- and, and, and Diablo's endgame systems thrive in a system of generosity and min-maxing. So, again, I think this game is in a similar vein, and therefore, generosity is better suited for what's going on. And, if the community's asking for it, and they're, if, if, if they're, if they're basically saying, alright community, we're listening to you, and we're capturing what you're saying, and you're saying you want this, 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 and this, that's far more important than, like, your opinion about this other game. Does that make sense? Like, if the community's asking for generosity, if they're a developer that wants to keep that community around, they have to figure out how to give them that generosity without breaking the game. I'm not acting like generosity is going to fix everything. I'm also not acting like there aren't risks involved with generosity. There's risks involved with whatever philosophy of loot drop you take. There's always there's risks around every corner. I'm not I'm not denying that. There's certainly risk of futility if you just bury people in loot. Uh, Zom SGM, what do you think if certain activities would drop uh, curated roles on certain items at a lower rate than Masterworks and Legendaries? That's not really the type of game that this is. They don't want to do specific drops from specific areas, unless of course. Uh, unless of course they want to go the route of like cosmetics, it'd be cool for like a full armor set to be in Tyrant Mine, full armor set to be in you know Temple of Scar. But they've made it very clear they don't want to be like if you want this gun or this item, you got to go do this mission over and over. They've made it clear they don't want to do that. Um, and to a certain extent, that would feel sort of dissonant and divergent from the rest of the game. And be like, why are you doing this for this one particular item or role? Think about the abundance of abilities, mod components, and guns. There's so many of them. What, are you going to do a mission for every gun? I mean, G-Mini Christmas, how many aren't there? As far as Masterwork guns are, I don't even know how many there are. Isn't there like 16 or something? I mean, that's a lot, dude. That's a lot of missions that you, or bosses or whatever that you'd have to give people to, like, go in and then, okay, this is where you can get it. Oh, there's 27 Masterwork guns alone? And people say there's not a lot of loot in this game. Like, what the frick? Like, 27 Masterwork guns. There's a 127 total Masterwork items. So just within the guns alone, you'd need 27 unique pursuits to go grind for those guns. It doesn't work. Like, that just, that won't work. You can't, I don't think you can do that. It's, there's too much, there's too much in the pool to give specific intentionality. Like, now, I like legendary contracts giving the mod components and the strongholds giving the abilities. I think that's fine, but I think you definitely have to be careful because there's just too many items. Cypher. I'm thinking the existence of the Lux stat might be affecting Bioware's decisions regarding the drop rate. If they buff the drop rate too much, the wouldn't stacking luck be OP? Well, d- I mean, this is something that Diablo had to like come to a decision about. Honestly, I don't think it would hurt at all for them to come out and say, we've buffed the drop rate so much, we believe that luck is no longer needed, and we have basically invalidated that perk. And the reason that they could say that is, they could level with people and say, listen... 
if we free you up from feeling the need to have the luck stat, that's another inscription that can go to something far more valuable to you in your loadout and your build. You really want to min-max for endgame challenges and content. You really want to be min-maxing for your damage, your elemental efficiency, and whatever. You really want to be doing that and having luck, like, hanging out in your role. Man, I'm ready for Grandmaster 3, but so much of my gear has freaking luck on it. I don't really want luck anymore. I need damage and elemental resistances and health and shields and everything else. Like, there's so much at stake when, you know, you're getting into the end game. You're, you're, everything is influencing your survivability, and that would be a, a huge reason to just get rid of luck. I don't want to be min-maxing for Grandmaster 3 and have like this infection of luck in my loadout. You almost have to create a luck loadout. Like, here's my loadout for grinding, and I'm I'm having this equipped when I'm playing, and then I take it off whenever I like am fine to get all my, you know, I've got all my gear that I, you know, all the all the inscriptions that I want. Uh, Sasquatch with the next question. Do you think there should be a baseline for the lowest possible percentage of inscriptions? Uh, one to ten increase to something is a wasted slot for an inscription, regardless of what it is. No, and here's why I don't think you want to do that. Bad rolls are important, and you're not going to really think, like, what the frick would I want a bad roll, Lono? Hang with me here. If they go the generous route, bad rolls are incredibly important, and here's why. If they go super generous and you get rid of really, really bad rolls or bad inscription percentages or you're like, ammo perks are not needed, man. Just get them the frick out of the game. Okay, the risk that you're running there is you create this really small spectrum of roll where good rolls and god rolls are marginally different from each other. What happens when you do that is there's, there's, a, there's a very small motivation then to keep grinding. It's like, well, my friend has a god roll. I have a good roll. I mean, I, I'm i fine. They got rid of all the bad perks, all the bad rolls, all the percentages, so the spectrum's really narrow. If the spectrum is broad, that's justification for generosity. Oh, I got three Seeker missiles today. Two of them were just so bad. Ammo perks and low percentages. This third one's pretty good. I'm going to upgrade to this one for now. I'm still looking for a Seeker missile with bump, 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 bump. Like, you have your little, you have your little Christmas wish list that you'd like to get so you have to have that spectrum if not the loot just gets kind of boring because it's like well there's not a really big difference there's not a really big difference between this good roll that I got and my friend's god roll so and then incentive breaks down incentive starts to break down because you're like who, who really cares Helios Prime with the Prime sub swags with the Prime sub welcome back guys thank you for those subs Is the loot generous now? No, I'm arguing that it needs to be more generous. They fixed inscriptions, and I'm hoping that the next phase of what they do is that they they bump up the uh, the generosity factor. Train. Uh, I know if RNG is... A f- and guys, I'm going really fast through the questions. First of all, if you're new here, thank you for being here. Uh, I appreciate you watching the stream very much. Typically, the game is full screen, but when I go to this, this, this segment, SNTR presents, SNTR is Say No to Rage. That's the name of the channel. Um... This is like a radio, interactive radio style segment where I do. I pick a topic, I talk, and I take your questions. If you like this style of content in this format, please click the follow button. That is a free and easy way to support my stream. It's a little heart button. It ensures that you won't miss out on my content. I do this all the time. I do it in Destiny 2. I do it, I'm going to be doing it in Division. So if you like the back and forth, if you like the, if you like the interactivity, the follow button is the easiest way to support me. I don't do subathons and sub goals. I just ask you to follow. That's, that's what I do. I'm trying to provide you with value and entertainment entertainment and a hub of content and I love the fact that people are really uh, enjoying it and hanging out so thank you for being here uh, save and raise and uh, can 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 uh, can candy K or something 99 I, that sounds like I'm gonna say something offensive if I if I pronounce that the way it looks uh, thank you guys for those prime subs um, thank you so much uh, train says I don't know if RNG is a factor here, but last night on my first legendary uh, contract, my first legendary gear ran TMSHGM 10 times, and each time we ran it, the crew, uh, the drops got worse each time. Is that something to expect moving forward? Thanks for all your you do. Homie, I don't know. Uh, Mortar Raw with the Prime Sub. Thank you for using you. Guys, thank you everybody using your Prime Subs here. Thank you very much. I don't know, man. I don't think that's how they have it set up. I think the loot drops are just not that great right now. 
um, and they need to make them better. And if you guys are wondering why I'm like not helping out my team, these are friends of mine. These are people from my friends list. I'm not like hurting the experience of people in matchmaking. So don't worry if I'm like standing and not helping sometimes. Schnurpy um, <clears throat> uh, Schner- uh, Derpy says, I'm still getting white and green loot. It was supposed to be in. It's not been added. They, 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 this is why they shouldn't put out patch notes before, but after. When you put out patch notes before, sometimes stuff doesn't get changed or, or do it properly. A lot of people have always hated that Bungie doesn't tell us uh, the patch notes beforehand and only after. And that's why they do that. <laughs> that is why they do that. They don't tell you beforehand because sometimes things don't get off the ground the way they're supposed to. And uh, one of the reasons that they hold their cards to the chest on the uh, on the patch notes is just for that reason. Um, um, the patch notes said they didn't put the white and green loot update in. People need to read. Milo, you need to settle down because they said they were going to change it. They had patch notes before the patch. That's what I'm talking about. You're expecting people to read patch notes. Hey, here's what we're going to change. Awesome. Sounds great. Hey, we did the update. Sweet. And then what? They're supposed to go reread the redacted or updated patch notes? Come on, homie. Like, they said they were going to do it, and then they didn't. That's why you shouldn't say we're going to change X, Y, and Z beforehand tell us afterward right you always say we're aiming at fixing some things with the loot we'll update you once the patch has gone live okay and then when it happens they come back and say here's what we managed to change okay they said they were planning to change it in the patch notes they said they couldn't do it bro i am not gonna let you get away with that as an excuse absolutely not if a developer says, guys, we're going to be pushing out an update in the next day or so, and, we weren't a tr- and, we're, and we're trying to get these things changed, nobody reads that as like a tenuous maybe. They read that as a, this is what you're going to change, right? This is what you're going to change. Nobody reads it as a tenuous maybe. I think you're being far too generous. Look, they either wait, okay, and tell us after, or say, we may or may not be able to get these things in. These are the, these are the aspirational goals that we have right now. You also have to remember everything travels word of mouth. Whether it's a YouTube it's stream or a streamer or Twitter or whatever, right? Everybody, everybody, everybody's like, oh, they're going to be taking whites and greens out. They're going to be taking whites and greens out. Oh, awesome, awesome, sweet, right? They th- and then and then everybody gets that in their mind, and then the patch goes live, and everyone says what? Why are whites and greens still dropping? I do not fault the players at all in that regard. At all. When you tell me these are the changes you're going to be pushing out in the game, and you expect me to read the word, we want to, and I'm supposed to interpret as this, oh, this is a possibility, I think you're being far too generous. Far too generous. They just need to not say anything until after. Unless they specifically know there's no, there's no doubt in their mind they can get it to, they, they can get it to update. Again, this is why Bungie never says what they've changed until after the fact, because sometimes stuff doesn't get implemented properly, and then you have a bunch of people ticked off because you basically promise them changes, and it's all perception, right? The, the the, the, The consumer's perception when you say, here are changes we're looking to add, nobody reads that as a possibility. They read that as, oh, you're doing that in the next day? Can't wait. Tell me when the patch goes live. Hey, the loot patch is live. Sweet. And then they go to play. You're asking people to do freaking homework, basically, and I just think that's too. That's you're just asking too much of the player. It's not up to the player to to do their homework and parse sentences and the intentionality of the developer. That's not up to the player at all. Uh Eternum Knight. What do you think if Bioware decided, hey, let's make Tyrant Mine only GM one, Temple GM two, and Straw and, and uh, Heart of Rage GM three? No, nope, nope, Mm-mm. I don't like that. That's out of step with the game. Uh, that's out of step with the game. The game is everything from free play to Heart of Rage. The whole spectrum of content can be taken up into Grandmaster 1, 2, and 3. I don't want them to diverge from that. That's a huge value point. That's something that I would love to see Destiny do. 
spectrum of difficulty is an enormous value point to the community the reason it's a huge value point to the community is it keeps all content relevant to wherever the player is so even if they know that heart of rage is more rewarding but they like tyrant mine more even if like you see what i'm saying like you're letting the player decide where to spend their time instead of saying nope you can only do grandmaster higher grandmaster levels in these other strongholds the theme of the game the theme of the game is a hundred percent not that it's a hundred percent every piece of the game goes up in in difficulty if you'd like it to like that i think is a healthy and consistent theme you start to confuse the player base you start to complete confuse the player base if you start slicing off sections of the game and you say well but everything can go up to grandmaster one two and three but this can't and this can only go to two but this can't go to two this can go to two and three you just start confusing everybody it's super easy that no matter what activity i click on i can take it up to Grandmaster 2, 1, 2, or 3. That's just super, super nice and clear and easy. And I don't think you want to lose that simplicity. That simplicity is, I think, good for... That's just really, really good for the game. I see. What do you think of the idea that there's a legendary contract 2.0 where you do multiple things around the world in Grandmaster 1, the reward be a guaranteed legendary? Um... I don't want, like, I like the idea of the guarantee that you get from uh, doing a Grandmaster 1, uh, when you do a Grandmaster 1, you know, legendary contract, or you do, like, a Grandmaster 1 uh, stronghold, I like that you get, like, the guaranteed masterworks. I think it's too early to start coming up with systems for guaranteed legendaries. You're getting, you're getting cart before the horse, and legendaries are supposed to be sort of like exotics in destiny they're supposed to be like this huge huge you know like in big jump in strength and then they're also supposed to be you know really really rare and you're kind of flipping that on its head a little bit now that doesn't necessarily mean they can't have a place where that starts to happen because maybe they decide that grenade got us my whole ult back um they could decide that certain things are just so difficult that once you're in the legendary grind, they need something like that. Um, and if that's the case, then I think that's okay. But you're just getting cart before the horse. We're just not there yet. I think there's a lot more that needs to be done to GM1 and GM2 before we start talking about like guaranteeing legendaries from some new mechanism or some new bounty system. Um, that's a... Uh, that's that's kind of out of left field right now, sort of. Dekilla uh, Mag. I think a good way to make Grandmaster 2 and 3 worth the trouble would be to make the drop rates better. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of suggestions for Grandmaster, like the Grandmasters. I think they need to figure out, they need to figure out base level generosity first. Base generosity needs to be figured out first, and then let's start talking about the other tiers, because you've got to build off that foundation. We're not, I just don't think we're there yet. Uh, Kenny, what do you think of the content schedule of Anthem maybe jumping between it and Division 2? I like that we're going to be able to hopefully jump between all these games. I'm not super thrilled about Season of the Drifter. I think it looks too heavily reliant on Gambit um, for for my taste, but I like the idea of cycling through these games. Uh, Mr. Wasted, how would they increase the drop rate? The previous uh, increase felt like a 500% boost. I don't know. I mean, just look at the different the different activities and how often they want people getting stuff. In-gamer. Is Anthem really worth it? Because I bought it and it arrives money, so I'd appreciate some advice. I love games like this, so my bias is that I can play grindy games where I'm tweaking my loadout and I, I don't need it to be super diverse i played destiny one and two i played uh diablo one two and three and those games are very repetitious they're very much you kind of repeat the same stuff over and over again and i liked it i didn't come in asking for a great story i just wanted loot to chase so i'm enjoying myself now i'm not telling you it's worth it that's up for you to decide like i don't tell people to buy the game pre-order the game or if it's worth it or not i just say this is what i like and this is why I'm enjoying myself. Okay, now, 
this is a really good roll because the physical damage of 175 is going to apply to the to the to the gun's damage and then i get 80 percent on my shield and 21 percent on my armor uh and then i also get three percent damage on top of that just for the assault rifle so this is like a ridiculous roll for rollner's blaze also it ignites a target on fire I'm pretty sure my elemental like my elemental damage buffs I've been running, I think that's going to get fed by that. So that's I can use elemental rage to get my elemental damage up, switch to that and then that thing is going to be stupidly strong. Like that's that's pretty cool to see that. Uh LB speed, that's a 48% increase to LB speed. Um so venom darts permanently gain extra charge. I that could be a fun that could be another fun uh roll to go uh to use. Um, and then this adve- this Avengers boon. I've not noticed that icon before. Um, it's got like a little shield, cracked shield next to the damage. I that that looks new to me. I've not seen that. Maybe I just haven't paid attention. I'm definitely going to equip that gun. Uh, TJ Killa ninety says. So I was doing a stronghold with friends. Crash couldn't get back. Do you think I should? Uh, they should add it to where you can make it private. Um, oh, your spot got taken? I think they need to do reconnection uh, protection. I mean, they do that in Destiny for some stuff. I Yeah, I would say... I would say there needs to be a, like some reconnection protection and not just filling your slot. Um, Arch, 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 Archange says, What do you think about the people still exploiting contracts even after the Tyrant fix? I don't know what you mean by exploiting contracts. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Um, uh, Kirosu, what's your current gear score? This guy's a 492. Uh, a brig, a bridgeman. The in-game codex is really where the lore takes off. Uh, is it fair for the Grimoire to be located outside the game in Destiny, where an entire lore community takes off, but not okay for Anthem to use the same format, but in-game library messages and in the menu? I think it's fine. I don't think I don't know if anybody's really like gotten super upset about that. Like, how dare they? You know, how dare they do this? You know, how how dare you put the lore in the menus? I, I've not I've not seen anybody say that. Um, but again, I'm not super in tune to the to the lore uh, community, so I don't know. I mean, I, that's that's not really on my that's not really on my radar uh, right now. Um, so I'm 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 usually more looking at like loot pursuits. That's usually where I kind of land, uh, and then from there I sort of start to think about how they can expand that experience. I don't really get bogged down into the uh, into all the other things. I don't know why I put on Divine Vengeance. Oh, this is I just got that Divine Vengeance to be no, I didn't. What did I get that had that crazy roll just a second ago? Um, oh, it was a Rollner's Blaze. That's right. The Rollner's Blaze. Uh, so we can definitely get rid of this roll here and let's just try out this one. Um, ignites a target on a five hit streak. So it might be worth using because it's so strong. Uh, Apex Predator. I usually play on hard difficulty. I've gotten three uh, duplicate masterwork weapons. Do I need to start playing Grandmaster One for diverse my masterworks? Okay, hard only drops up to there's six there's six masterwork weapons that drop in hard, so you're limiting your pool significantly. Uh, Dernos. Hi Lono. I know this question doesn't really belong here, but I can't find any help. My player power gear level is stuck at three, showing on social. I don't know what to tell you. Submit a ticket. Uh, I'm not tech support. I can't. I don't know. Somebody in chat might know the fix, but I don't. So you could submit a ticket or try to get tech support or something on their forums. I've not heard of that. Uh, Luck Dragon. Having just played more uh, Destiny this week, how do you feel that the game compares to this? What's the difference? Destiny's more about loot. Uh, I'm sorry. Destiny's more about loot, and in this game, it's more about the min-maxing that comes from different abilities and different complementary things. So it's very different in theme. Uh, and it's also, Destiny, the guns change your experience so much. I got that ringing nail today. It was it, it, it's, the, it's the curated roll, and it does high cow rounds, dragonfly, and rampage. It felt really, really cool. That, that changing my experience is just so different because it's gun-based. This game's not gun-based, so the ability differences change my 
engagement choices? Am I going to dash forward and slam to, to prime? Am I going to use the, my elemental rage gun to feed elemental damage and use my laser? Am I charging in, staying back? Am I doing combos or am I relying on raw damage? Like, that, all your engagement choices are changing. In Destiny, I don't engage much differently when I switch from the ringing nail off of the trust that I was using. I, I'm generally engaging in the same way, but the gun feels different, so I feel different, if that makes sense. It's just a different style of game, so. Uh, with videos coming out on Grandmaster 3 content, it seems some javelins can't compete against the Interceptor. What would you suggest to balance the power across all other javelins? Again, you're just jumping way too far ahead. I don't know enough about survivability in Grandmaster 3 yet. We're also just now getting much better inscriptions, so you got to let people really flesh out some of the builds. Because I've got some stuff today for the Colossus that just made him indestructible at Grandmaster 1. So I would think that that if, if you scale it up and he keeps getting stuff like that, he could become just a god in the late game. But again, I don't know. I'm speculating because I haven't experienced it yet. Um, what is the beam ability on your ranger? I will go in here and tell you, uh, Intrepidus. Sorry, I don't know the name of some of the abilities. I forget. Uh, it's Ember's Lance. It's basically an upgraded spark beam. So I I was close. It's a beam. (laughs) It's a beam ability. It's a spark beam, and it's called Ember's Lance. And if I do, I get a fire explosion every three hits. The reason this thing is so stupid is because it's got a 225% elemental damage on it. And then I use my gun. uh, I use my elemental rage gun to stack 20 stacks of Veteran's Fuhrer, which increases elemental damage, so I get 100% elemental damage increase uh, from that. So, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of elemental damage buff going on with that Rolner's Blaze. So, Guys, typically I go really long, but there are there are there are so many questions. There's 57 total questions, and I'm just now at 33. I, I will not get through the 20 remaining questions. So I apologize if you submitted a question I didn't get to it. I do these all the time, so just keep hanging out and keep submitting questions in the other Q&A sessions and things that I do. That way you can get that interaction. I do not like ending a Q&A session without answering all of the questions, but I need to because we're about to do something else. So don't go anywhere. If you're here live right now and you've enjoyed this content, please click the follow button. That is a free and easy way to support what I do. Uh, thank you. I miss D Bernardo's prime sub and now Skull Guest coming in with a prime sub. Thank you for that. Uh, clicking the follow button is really all I ask that you do. So click the heart button. That's a free and easy way to support this uh, content. I do these segments all the time in Destiny. I will be doing them in Division as well as in Anthem on a regular basis. I appreciate you guys hanging out very much. If you're one of the people that are listening to this later on YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, uh, iTunes, all those other places, uh, you can subscribe to my YouTube and click like or share this podcast with other people. I appreciate you listening in the other locations. Please like, share, and subscribe.